0: Take three. Hey, fuckers. Welcome to Expressing Our Idiocy, episode five. This is going to be an awesome show that you guys will all enjoy, I feel
1: like. What uh, got t- going on? Today we got going on, uh, we're going to go head down to Great Notion Brewing. We're going to go to their canning brewing facility. It's only open on Saturdays for can releases, so this is pretty cool by itself. And then we're going to uh, talk to Paul from Great Notion, and maybe Andy if he stops by and give us a little info on the brewing process.
0: It's gonna be a great show, guys.
2: Okay. What are your names again? Noah, what's your name?
1: Right. Noah Marcus. Noah Marcus. Okay. Alright, we're recording. This is Paul from Great Notion. What's up,
2: guys? How you doing? Cheers.
1: We're drinking a Super Ripe right now. Hasn't even been released yet on the canning line. (laughs)
2: Nah, man. It comes out Saturday. We did just put some kegs on tap at Alberta, though.
1: That's super cool, though. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. So we just want to get a little bit of background info about Great Notion for the people that don't know about Great Notion. Okay. Because you guys are new and up and coming. Well, not new, but you know, people are just finding out about you that all over the country people want your beer and just anyone who likes beer like you know they already know about you people that don't like beer your beer is what gets them onto to craft beer like, that's what started cool. me on craft
2: beer yeah thanks man appreciate it yeah it's we awesome. have like beginner or like gateway gateway beers for people right
1: Super
0: like tasty man yeah
2: like blueberry muffin it tastes like you know blueberry muffin yeah right yeah. double stacks like i'm like do you like pancakes like so when we go to festivals And if I'm pouring at the booth and people come up, they're like, oh, what should I get? What beer? I was like, and and I'll say, do you like blueberry muffins? Do you like pancakes? Or do you like hazy IPAs? And people are like, "Uh, I like muffins, right? You know? It's like gateway to sours, for example, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I like uh, people that don't drink beer usually tend to go towards the hazy IPAs. Mm -hmm. And then you guys are like almost number one hazy IPAs.
2: There's a pro... they're approachable, right? Yeah, like, they're really a grown-up beer, but it's, it's easy to yeah. drink, man. Yeah. You know.
0: Can you talk about like the hazy IPA, like? Sure. What do you like, wanna know? <laughs> what, what is it, man? Like, how do you like make a good one, and why did you guys choose to do hazies?
2: So I, I personally, I'm not a brewer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the guy who does everything else, and I was never a beer nerd or super into craft beer. Yeah. And to, so I'll, I'll back up for a second before that, though. So I met James and Andy, the other two owners, right? So there's three primary owners mm-hmm. we live literally on the same block right so that's that's how we all met and james and andy have been home brewers one for 10 years the other for close to 20 andy for 20 james for about 10. and um we all have skill sets that like make us really successful which i'll get to that later but so they they used to just make beers that they liked to drink right and you know they had some good friends that were beer traders too and so um, one of our investors, Pete, um, you know, was at the Coast Guard, and he, he used to be here at Coast Guard for a long time, but he unfortunately had to move. But he was a big beer trader. He literally would spend you know, way too much money every month shipping yeah. beers. And so he would always bring like Treehouse over or Bissell Brothers or whatever. Actually, I don't know how long they've been around, but Trillium, right? Those type yeah. of beers he would bring over, right? We'd try them. You know, James and Andy would try to brew them because they liked those beers. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they got started making that style, okay. right? Because West Coast IPAs, everyone liked them they were great but they weren't as approachable right so for people bitter, that don't yeah. like IPAs. yeah they're bitter they're clear in color they're not as beautiful right it doesn't yeah. look like pineapple juice or taste like pineapple juice right yeah. <laughs> so that's how we started making those right and um juice box was the first one they started to make too mm-hmm. um right it's all mosaic double ipa right super easy to drink and crush um it's not bitter it's not like hot right like too alcohol even though it comes in at eight or nine and um he wanted to also make uh, a lower ABV version of it too. So we first came out with Juice Jr. It was the second beer we brewed at Great Notion, and called it a uh, sessionable, I, what is it? I forget, it, sorry. Session IPA or something okay, like yeah. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sessional Hazy IPA, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. But no one used the word session IPA back then, I guess. It's, it sounds kind of normal now, but. So that's, I guess that's how they got in the start brewing that. Mm-hmm.
1: How do you guys feel about trading or personally, how do you feel about it? So, creating? yeah, we have
2: different views on it, too. We argue about it because I get a lot of people that hit me up on, like, Instagram or Facebook Messenger and say, like, dude, there's people, like, you know, bringing all their friends, bringing their parents, you know, come in line, and then just sell your beers for, like, 50 bucks for a four-pack. So, again, this, I'm not going to give the Great Notion comment. This is just the Paul comment. Call me what you want. You know, I'm the business guy out of the three of us. So, I don't give a shit, right? I'm a capitalist. Like, you know, it costs us... You know, Forget great notion, it costs beer makers, breweries, very little compared to what they charge to sell beer, right? So why, from my perspective again, if someone wants to buy our four pack for 20 bucks and flip it for 40, I don't care. Right? Yeah, people it's... do that every single day. Do you know how much it costs to make your iPhone, right? Yeah. Do you know how much it costs to make anything?
0: Do you think it's good for exposure, though? Like, to get your name out there? Like I mean, yeah, I love thing? seeing
2: people review our beer on Untapped from New York or from mm. Boston or from wherever. Yeah, I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's like natural distribution across the country.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of a, it's on Facebook? It's no, so, hold on,
2: if someone's charging like 100 bucks for like a four pack of super right? I think that's
1: fucking stupid. Uh, but then
2: again, the person who buys it is the fucking dumbass, yeah. right? Don't you think so?
1: Yeah, on uh, my beer collectibles, they're about $55 for four packs. Damn. So I was right. looking them up before I came. Right. It's like, shit.
2: It's but slow. to be honest, it's not that big of a deal, right? Because shipping, right? It's not cheap. A priority mail medium box is 13 bucks, yeah. right? If you do that. And then the four pack itself we charge 20 So that right there is what? 35 bucks or something yeah. like that.
0: you got to wait in line. That's your time. To yeah,
2: dude. You're. Right. I mean, so what? It's not,
0: like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. the end yeah. of the day, man.
2: Now, when we come out with a uh, bourbon barrel double stack, our barrel aged version of double stack, I know people are going to sell that fucking thing for like a oh. G or something. Now, that's crazy. But yeah. I also think the person who pays that is just.
0: People are going to go crazy yeah. over that beer. <laughs> When's yeah. that coming out, man? Can you guess anything uh, on that? Yeah,
2: a couple months. So the, the beer is actually 99% ready now. And now, because we've already picked which barrels we liked, we tested them to make sure none were infected or anything like that. Um, we found the ones we liked best and tested positive, tested all clear, whatever you want to call it, right? blended them together. So they're already blended together. So we have some that we first aged in 2016. So there's some that's like two years old now and they're over two. And then some barrels that are a year and a half, some barrels that are a year, some that are six months. So they're all blended together now um, in a blending tank. And we're going to get a mobile bottle out out here soon. We have the bottles already. The labels 99% designed. Yay, we're, we're switching that up. Oh, no, that's just regular double set. But I can show you guys a picture of it, too, in a couple minutes.
1: Okay, cool. Of
2: the label. Um, we're going to go for, like, a nice metallic kind of label. I don't know if you guys remember the peach punch we did last yeah, year. Because we're working, again, with Block 15 on that real soon. Actually, we already blew, brewed it down there. We're about to brew it here. But I, I only bring it up because the label was, like, a metallic. Like, you could see gold on it and silver. So we're going to do that with the label, too. Cool. Um, and we're using 500 milliliter size bottles for burp, for... BBDS we call it, bourbon barrel double stack. Guys so roughly, roughly two months. Yeah, definitely wax dip right there. There's a slow cooker I just <laughs> oh, bought man. to buy some wax on there. Probably go with like DMB red, we call it, as the color. Um, so the, the last thing we have to do is just figure out how we're going to sell it, right? Everyone complains about long lines, right? So they want to use a Vemprite or something like that, but we don't want to deal with people complaining about yes proxy, no proxy. We also don't want people picking the stuff up at Alberta. So it's going to be here, just like we do our other releases, in a short time frame, or maybe we extend the time frame. Maybe you get between like twelve and five to pick it up on a certain day. Mm,
1: what's like going to be the limit for um, per person?
2: Or I don't people? know. So so roughly here, you get the first inside scoop. So we have we're going to have about two thousand bottles roughly. Uh, so probably two per person. Thousand people, you know, we'll estimate. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we're, but we're working on what else you get with it. So I think we're going to sell them in like a nice box, right? Like a lot of people are doing now you'll get two bottles in the box plus a special glass plus like a bottle opener
1: maybe or something
2: like that too. We've yeah. seen uh, the
1: Veil just had their anniversary and that's what they had. They had their bottle and then yeah. a, and a little glass and then this little fancy box opener. Yeah,
2: so we're doing something like that.
1: Really yeah. cool. Nice little gift
0: package.
2: Yeah, so Sweet. roughly two months I think. The labels take about three weeks to print once we have it fully designed exactly how we like. So we probably need at least another week or so on that. So that's one month. But then I gotta work on getting the, the box and everything too. So we just don't have at Great Notion I mean, we're so small like management wise. We have l- roughly like thirty restaurant employees. Mm-hmm. We have about five brewers and then there's me that does everything else. We don't have anyone else that does. So we don't have marketing, we don't have sales, we don't have operations, we don't have
0: damn
2: you know yeah, HR. Um, dude. So you run in
0: the Instagram too?
2: Yeah, I do everything that doesn't oh, have wow. to do with actually brewing or waiting on people or bartending. That's awesome, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> you guys are It's small, way, it's way like,
2: too much, man. Yeah. Hey, so we need to hire more band. people.
0: I know you guys are relatively new, but can you talk about like the beer culture and like how you guys fit into that or how you think you fit into that and as far as Portland goes?
2: Yeah, I mean, Portland, we're a little different. I don't know. You know, I'm from the East Coast, so I'm the guy that does yeah our Facebook and Instagram, so that's why you'll see East Coast vibe. I'm always rocking Philly shit. Yeah. I'm from Philly. I use words like dope and, you know, I used to run a hip hop record label, yeah, so yeah, that's my background. Man, that's insane. Yeah, so that's so a little hip hop feel in our stuff, you know, too, just cause, again, that's who I am. I grew up in Philly and, you know, moved out here ten years ago. But but that's my background, so that's why it might skew towards that on mm-hmm. social media. But we're all from different places too, like me, James, Andy. Um actually James is from East Coast, but he's more in the Grateful Dead and a yeah. whole different style. Um Sorry, what was, the, what was the question, bro? Yeah, I forgot.
0: Just like how you think Great Notion fits into the okay. beer culture. Oh,
2: so we're definitely different, man, because we come from different places and, um, you know, we changed it, right? And that's what Will Week even wrote like we changed the whole beer game. Yeah, that so, was, so we definitely yes. changed the whole beer style, right? And then people at our, you know, if you come into our brew pub, a lot of people complain on Yelp that, oh, there's rules, you know, only two credit cards and, you know, whatever else there is you can't move tables around and shit sorry we're not as flexible you know and uh, it's it's because it's primarily driven because we're busy as hell dude Mm -hmm. right so we have to create certain policies and rules to make things as efficient as possible or else people do whatever they want like people in portland are flaky as heck you know i'm sorry but you know they think they can just talk to you forever and you know they want to talk to our server forever and i'm sorry they're busy dude like we're flipping tables like crazy we you know I can't, I don't, I don't know how many covers we do off the top of my head, but it's way more than most other spots that I visit in town.
1: You guys are pretty busy all the time. Usually when they go in on the weekend, it's packed. Especially yeah, there'll be like an hour wait at, yeah. like, at least,
2: like easy, an hour I, on a Saturday.
1: I, last
0: week, I went during a weekday, like 3 o'clock, and it was popping, like, yeah. like, holy shit.
2: Well, and now that we've been having more cans there to go, Yeah. Um, and we got to work on that. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but it's something we are just we got to nail down like allocations. I feel like we've been having, not issues, but... Now people are like, no, the no, they're just leftover beer on Monday, right? Oh yeah. Because we're not selling out on weekends.
1: That's what but I. But from
2: my perspective, from the business perspective, I want it to sell out on weekends, mm. um, just to cut down on labor costs. Like, you know, why not just sell all the beer right away?
1: I've noticed that like there's like kind of like a trend. I don't know if you're trying to set it or not, but like on Sundays you do like a silent release or a crowler, and then on Monday the beer from Saturday is there, and it might last a little bit, but. I don't think the double stack lasted, right?
2: We still have some left. Oh, really? Yeah. Here's the issue. The beer is stored here at Northwest, so someone's gotta drive it over. And I mean, it doesn't make sense. I'm not dry I don't have the time to do that, right? My restaurant employees are at the restaurant, they're not gonna do it. So we actually did just hire a guy, uh title's Brewery, Kyle, what's up dude, if you're listening, but it title's Brewery Liaison, right? And uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, part of his job is to bring stuff from here over there. But there, a lot goes into it, I mean, Moving twenty cases of beer isn't fucking easy. Right? Yeah. Who wants to do that? Yeah. Who can lift all that? And you can't throw it in a Subaru when you got car seats in the back, right? You know about that. You got yeah. kids, right? Yeah. I mean, so it's tough. Yeah. So we do have a van. It's not refrigerated. There's just logistical issues. Um, so, but yes, we've been bringing leftover beer, whatever we don't sell on Saturday. We've been bringing throughout the week, like on Mondays and maybe Wednesdays and Fridays. We're doing it. But once we tweak allocations, so like if you go. Be, Saturday at noon, right, let's just say for double sec we had, I don't know, let's just say 150 people online, something like that, right? So I got one of my guys, you know, Tom, or what's up, Tom, or whoever was there, Tommy, we were taken. We've got a clicker, clickers are over there, right? So they walk down, they count the line, and they're like, all right, there's 150 people, we have, let's say, whatever, just for easy math, let's say we have 300 cases. Okay, that's two per person, right? But a lot of people won't buy a full case. So that's us assuming that everyone's gonna buy the maximum, we'll allow yeah. one or two cases or whatever. Right? And then some people just buy a couple four packs, right? And no, I, I understand it's expensive beer, it's not for everyone, and it's cost prohibitive, uh, but that we need to just tweak our assumptions or just go unlimited, you know? Uh, but if we go unlimited, there's definitely gonna be people screwed at the end of the line, I feel like, and also there won't be any left over. So I can't win, either way, people are gonna be mad. Um, this weekend we might do on unli- I think we're we are gonna do unlimited no matter how many people are online, just unlimited. So just test that out, see Ooh. how it goes.
1: How <laughs> many cases did you guys get of this? Or Super this?
2: IPAs we get less yield because we use a shit ton of hops and they take up a lot of room in the tanks. So we have a thirty barrel system and we have we been making IPAs. We also don't have bright tanks. I don't know if you guys know about those, but like if we move it over, let it sit more, we potentially could get more yield. We don't have a centrifuge either. That whips up stuff and like squeezes liquid out of hops. We could get one of those, but they're hundred grand, dude. Um, either way, we've only been getting twenty barrels of beer out of a thirty-barrel system, uh, okay. which sucks in my mind. How do you get better um, at
0: that, then?
1: Just buy the couple thing. things yeah. I just yeah. said.
2: Centrifuge yeah. <laughs> is one. Getting yeah. bright tanks, letting the beer sit a little longer could be another. Um, what was I saying? So right now, I think we only had two pallets of super ripe. Uh, each pallet holds about like eighty cases. Depends if we stack them. T- you know, 10 or 12, but I think we have roughly 160 cases of Super Ripe. I'm not sure. I have to double-check. And then we're going to release Momo Is the other beer later this week. Um, we're going to can that on Thursday. Momo's single IPA, but it's double dry hot with Motueka from New Zealand.
1: Ooh.
2: It's really good. It's one of my favorites.
1: What's the notes on that one? Like the flavor notes?
2: Motueka is like a light tropical fruit in my mind. So like a lighter pa- papaya cantaloupe type of thing. Is it similar thing, to maybe?
0: that uh, mochi one that you guys what was that? Mochi?
2: So mo- Mochi is not in, it's not a hop, sorry. Yeah. It's just our name for milkshake IPAs, really. Okay. So we used some toasted Japanese rice in there and lactose to give it the creamy mouthfeel, and then we varied the fruit with each batch. So like we did a coffee one not too long ago, vanilla latte mochi, oh, we've done papaya what, passion uh, fruit. other half,
1: was that the other half one? Or?
2: No, um, that's a beer we made over there and that oh. was just coffee IPA, oh, not, okay. no lactose in it. And it was like heavy coffee. Heavy the coffee. one we did at Great Notion had a lot of vanilla in it too. Um, we're putting that on tap, by the way. We got one keg of it, one sixth all small keg. Economic realities that we did with other F. We're putting oh, really? Today okay. or tomorrow? Okay. It's gonna go on tap, yeah. just like a secret last-minute yeah. thing.
1: Yeah, people are gonna want to try that. Dude, it's it was good. good. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. Um, I just want to talk to you about like besides great notion and you know beer, what do you guys like to do outside? of beer and what's cool. like your favorite spots to go to around town right.
2: yeah we do we do different things so like you know james is more of the the artist out of three of us so he's doing creative stuff like building lamps or <laughs> like random art artistry on the weekends or grateful dead concerts or i'm joe he doesn't do that anymore but and we all so i guess the first thing that we all have in unison is family right we all have two kids so we all have a wife and two kids and we all work during the week so we love spending time with our family on the weekends, right? Going for hikes and, and stuff like that. Um Andy uh is in the skateboard and surfing. He just fixed a surfboard this morning, he's going surfing this weekend. All three of us separately like go camping and stuff too. Um I got a little veggie garden I like to do, plus camping and stuff like that with my kids. Normal Portland stuff too. Yeah, dude. So you sound like some yeah. normal Portland guy. Yeah, we're we're normal Portlanders, dude. Nice. That's pretty awesome. And then uh spots, I mean we all got kids so we don't get to go out that much. <laughs> But if we do, just like – I don't know. When we get sitters, we're all kind of foodies, so we try to find a cool new spot to go to on on dates with our wives once in a while. You know, when you can get the sitter once every couple weeks or something like that, dude. Concerts. I just went to the Roots. What's up, Philly? You know, the other night at the zoo, we brought both kids. The zoo's a good pretty rad. Yeah, the zoo's awesome, man. Like before the show, uh, the zoologists or whatever, you know, they
0: walk around with like – Owls on them and snakes yeah, and stuff for the, the kids. Fly away. Yeah, That's cool. I saw Mac, Mac DeMarco there last summer, dude. Cool. Was... Oh, I like him, dude. Yeah, he's yeah.
2: cool. He's like British indie rock, right? Kind of. Yeah. Like goofy. Yeah, he's funky, cool, like man. I like indie, him. Yeah. Um, the food's really good there too. Like you get pock pock wings there, and Olympia Provisions like makes this picnic pack that was really fucking good, dude. Yeah.
1: You ever been to a uh, food cart called Potato Champion? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, like right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that one's spot. banging. They've been there a long time too. Yeah.
2: yeah. At least like ten years. Yeah.
1: yeah. You guys gonna be It's right the...
2: across from Lardo, right? Yeah,
1: that, yeah. that Lardo. We're doing Vault. so we
2: were speaking about other half, us and other half, no one knows about this yet. We're doing a a big tap takeover. We're each gonna give like ten kegs to Lardo. Oh I for... think September fourteenth. Oh really? write it down. Yeah. Okay. So twenty keg tap takeover, Great Notion, and other half at Lardo and yeah, Hawthorne. That's, on that's, that's sick, gonna be awesome. awesome. It's gonna be fucking banging, yeah. yeah
1: making me hungry talking about it yeah <laughs> what about Hayes days are you guys going to be at that this year yeah we're
2: giving uh actually the two beers we're releasing uh, this week is what is what we're going to have there okay. momo and super
1: right and then you guys are going to be at uh, Oregon Brewfest? brew
2: fest Oregon brew fest this Brewfest weekend, weekend. Yeah, yeah we got juice jr you're only allowed one beer there 16 kegs of it so we got 16 50 barrel kegs of juice jr we just dropped off yesterday
1: okay that's awesome
2: <laughs> oh. <Sorry. laughs> what else you guys want to chat about
0: Um, Where do you guys see yourself going in, like, five years? I know you guys opened up a new facility, but, like, what's your plan? I think we're going
2: to – and it was kind of confidential, but I think we're just allowed to talk about it now, you know, because we're all in unison about it. But I think we're going to go with, like, the field work model where this will be our our primary brewery, Mm -hmm. and then we'll probably open a couple other tap rooms, um, maybe an hour, anywhere from half hour to three hours or so away from here, you know. And distribute to just ourselves, our own food pubs. So we can control our own food, our own people, our own message, deliver beer to people personally, you know, not distribution. So we're definitely not gonna distribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might see like the random keg here or there from us and that's just hooking our friends up in our own tap rooms or whatever, doing tap takeovers, you know, or, or someone's got an anniversary party, like growler guys, you know, anniversary, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But other than that you will never see our beers, you know, regularly in new seasons or whole foods or anything like okay. that. Yeah, but, but in the future, i definitely see us open a couple other brew pubs in town where it's just our own beer, our own food,
1: and you can buy our own beer to go. So you guys don't see yourself getting, like, say, as big as Breakside, maybe? Like, cross beer crossing the states, or no? I mean, no
2: regular distribution, so no. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool, then. So your beer will basically...
2: Stay in Oregon. And then, in Oregon, maybe maybe Seattle in the future. You know, yeah, Seattle yeah. needs a great notion yeah. up there at some point, I feel like. Yeah. They eat that up. No, yeah, but they have yeah. cool neighborhoods like Ballard, I think is an awesome neighborhood. I, I could see that being a potential spot in the future. Or maybe down in, like, Salem or Eugene or something like that, right? Bend, right? Yeah. That's pretty awesome. But then we'd need, the, we'd need those drivers, right? We would need to hire drivers ourselves get a refrigerated truck. Beans. Oh,
0: shit.
2: Yeah. But it's cool because then we control the beer, like people always ask like, why don't you want a distributor or whatever, right? And besides the obvious ones, dollars, like just paying a distributor to drive your beer 30%, that sucks. Um, but then besides that too, like beer get, beer could get old or they could serve it to tap rooms that don't clean their lines and it tastes like shit because they control it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They literally own the rights to sell your beer to whoever the hell they want to, whenever they want, right? And we don't want to do that because we're pretty strict about like, when you should drink our beer. Like you'll note, right? Um, these guys right here, Marcus, I know are drinking super right. by the way, right? But on the bottom, we stamp drink now. We want you to drink <laughs> it now, dude. We don't want you to wait. Because our IPAs, they should be drank within a month.
1: The IPAs are always better drinking fresh.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think we wrote on the side here, too. Uh, we wrote drink fresh. Right? We got to yeah. change it to drink now, I think. So you could sit a little bit like on some of our other beers. Like Double Stack, you could sit on. right? I mean, we don't recommend sitting on any of our beers. But Double Stack, you know, some people like to. Blueberry Muffin, potentially, too. Um it's back sweetened, right? So there is a risk.
1: I don't wanna go into that but you know, um Uh yeah, uh I, I know what you're talking about. I've seen some comments. Yeah, and you want who to brews too yeah. knows that. Uh I just have you guys heard of the Great Notion Trading Forum and like On Facebook, yeah. yeah, there's that and then your case in Portland or whatever.
2: Yeah. I, I think made, I'm I'm members of them both, yeah.
1: I made that. Oh cool. Yeah. That's what's I, up, man. Yeah. yeah. I was like, everybody wants your beer and they all go crazy over it and like right you would be surprised or i don't know you if you're on it you'll see how much people want for the double stack like yeah everything's iso yeah. so then why did not we sell out this past yeah. weekend because <laughs> you didn't do unlimited didn't i you? know because
2: we didn't do unlimited towards the end we did yeah see we we set a case and a half at the beginning and then towards the end when people some people would just walk away with like one four pack then yeah. we're like all right fine unlimited yeah yeah Sorry to do that to the people in the front of the line. Man, <laughs> my bad. It's hard for us, and it's not a science, and we're new at it, right? So we we apologize yeah, we're really that we're
1: learning. Yeah. Uh, how about Ripe? You guys just won best IPA in a blind taste test. Yeah, a... that was awesome, man. I love Ripe. You. I know you're not a brewer, but can you give any insight on the brewing process for that one? No way. Hey. No way. <laughs> I <laughs> I I'm joking. Confident no, I mean,
2: there. no. In all honesty, it's not a secret. Like most people know how to make hazy IPAs, and we've done a couple um, where we even released, like, the recipe, too. Like, if you go back and craft beer and brewing, we've released the recipe for our Hazy IPA. Uh, We also released, in collaboration with Steinbart's, so FH Steinbart's, for those who don't know out there, they're the oldest homebrew store in America, and we're lucky enough, they're right here in Portland, they're awesome, and we did a homebrew kit with them, so anyone listening to homebrews can buy that kit, and it gives you the recipe of a great notion, Hazy IPA, and it's, our, our Hazy IPAs are basically all the same. Yeah. We use a, a hazy IPA yeast. You can just Google what's the most popular hazy and you'll find it, right? Um, and then besides that, we just switch the hops up, right? So ripe is, is all citra, and ripe's awesome. Super ripe, we have a little Vic secret in there, by the way, too, just so you know, but it's uh, 75% or two-thirds all citra. Um, so they're drinking super ripe. It's the double version of ripe. No, but it's just great, man. We, we love the lot that we picked, like the farming lot of citra hops that we picked yeah. um, from Yakima Chief is who we got that from last year. And it just, it makes it, man. It's, the scent's amazing when you stick your nose in there and it's just such a crushable summer beer. So,
1: yeah. Uh, so you guys won for that? Do you have any, like...
2: And we won import So, Ripe also won in Willamette Week did a blind taste of 130. Oh, okay. oh really? Yeah.
1: You that was, another... like,
2: that was a couple months ago.
0: You got another beer that was in the top 10, right? In Pace? Yeah. Like... What was
2: that one? Uh, Space Invader. Space I yeah. think it was number thirteen. Yeah. So Space Invaders, basically the same recipe, yeah. but Galaxy hops. Damn. That's do you guys have
1: any goals for yourselves in like medals, or do you guys not care about that stuff?
2: how no, we do. I mean, we submit. We just sent more beers in, or no, it's coming up in next week to GABF. You know, that's yeah. the most prestigious yeah. one in America, and we want double stack one, number one specialty beer in the world for. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, specialty is different than experimental. It's basically the same thing, but it yeah. says like, if you put maple in your beer, this is your category, <laughs> but that one in the world. So yeah, um, we just want to keep winning awards, um, sell more beer direct to customers, you know, to have people love drinking our beer direct from us.
1: Uh. You guys, this is just going to be a straight brewing canning facility. Not going to be ever open to the public, really. Oh, it is.
2: No, all that construction right there is the restaurant. Oh, oh you guys going to put it. a restaurant in here? Mm-hmm. So it should hopefully open by end of the year. I just knocked on wood because the city keeps delaying us.
1: Yeah, talk about uh, getting... Uh, Okay, you got shut down from open wall, is that what you guys said? Yeah,
2: so that was a different story. So that's the federal government, right? So the city's delaying our restaurant just because they're busy. Like, as you guys drive around Portland, you see all the construction going on. And, I mean, they just didn't hire more employees to review all the work. And so it takes way longer now to get a permit to do something and then get your inspection scheduled to have them come check that you did what you said. So that's why there's delays on our restaurant. But separately, you know, while we got shut down... um, Is because uh, when we walk out, I'll show you this wall. But the federal government needs a wall or a division between your restaurant and your brewery. So, like, if you look at our Alberta brew pub, there's floor-to-ceiling glass doors, right? So they need they need doors. And at the time of this construction, there's no wall on the front. Like, if you're driving down the street, there's literally no wall into this building right now. And we also didn't have a wall right there, but we did have a security guard, and still do. Every nights and weekends, they're here. Um, but that wasn't enough for the federal government. So they came by and did a random audit. Most breweries, I know I've never had a random audit from the federal government. We did, luck of the draw, I guess. I said, Screw. Yeah, or some. I'm from Philly, oh, yeah. and I'm always thinking someone's trying to get me, so maybe someone ratted us You're out. Happy, I don't man. know. Rival brewery. Haters out there, maybe, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to be more Portland-like though and just say, hey, luck of the draw. You know, you take to go with the bad. Uh, but so we had to go to walk quickly and then wait for the federal government. And they take forever to get back to you too. Um, luckily we found this awesome lawyer who used to work at the TTB locally and now he's a lawyer so he helped us push stuff through pretty fast we were back up and running in a week or two but it could have taken months and people said it's going to take months so luckily I'm a hustler so I just tried like 10 different angles and went hard at all of them and one of them worked you know it's
1: a beer advocate podcast and he was talking oh, about cool. how you guys were drinking the mandela and then was that the one andy was on yeah okay yeah. cool craft well, beer won. and brewing yeah uh, you had to throw away beer because of that yeah, yeah
2: we had to dump super ripe. so this yeah. is the first time super yeah. ripe's canned here but we had to dump a 30 barrel that's 60 kegs man it's a lot of money we had yeah. to dump down the drain yeah. and build a wall. so we lost a lot of money that month last month or the month before Brewery. the wall was like 12 grand or something yeah. like that well Just opening a
1: breweries you know you're gonna be in the hole for a little bit but yeah you definitely are, you no we are, we
2: have a few million in debt man that we took out to build
1: everything and buy everything you guys are popular enough though you guys are gonna make it back in though yeah days.
2: it'll take a few years though yeah, but
1: yeah. <laughs> well it's, you guys are living the dream brewing right. beer hanging out being, no it's fun man it's yeah. definitely awesome then it's seriously like the dream man like mm-hmm. opening
0: up a brewery with your friends and like
2: yeah just see what happens, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, it is. It's tough, though, because we're, we're neighbors, right? And you know, like, I don't know if you ever, you're doing a podcast together, but you fight sometimes, oh, yeah, right? Man. So yeah, we, we were great friends, and now we're friends and business partners, and we fight. We have lots of arguments about stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And then we see each other on the weekend. Yeah. Like, hey, dude, <laughs> hey, sorry. don't talk to me about that beer name right now, I'm or about anywhere about, any or right about that show, or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, there's little things to pick about, even just like beer names. You know, yeah. like, hey, I wanted that name, or my turn to pick a name, or whatever it is. You know, yeah, or should I have Simcoe, or whatever? Like a mosaic. You know? uh,
1: just like to talk on other breweries in Oregon. Mm-hmm. How do you have you been to DeGard yet? Yeah. You guys like that place? Hell yeah.
2: Yeah, no, we love
1: them. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. we that's, did a
2: beer with them before. I don't oh, you, you guys did? remember that? Yeah, no, we did a beer. It was our first year we were open. It was called Sometimes a Great Cow, and Trevor came down to Portland. We were so honored, dude. You know, because yeah, we were just... brand new. But yeah, he he came down to Portland and hung out hung out with us for the day, and we brewed. It was the first time we brewed a passion fruit IPA.
1: I heard that his favorite beer is an IPA. Yeah, it's he so loves like, IPA. Yeah. yeah, so
2: every time I hear someone going out there, if they're stopping by our place first, we'll send beer for him. Yeah. That's awesome. And then I bought when my cat died. I was. Pretty hyped that they had a beer named Boo. You know Boo. So yeah. Boo was the name of their cat that passed away oh. too. Did you know? Yeah. yeah. The glass for the Boo is yeah. the cat on it. Yeah, yeah. So Trevor gave me one. So thanks, brother. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> that was awesome. And
1: awesome. <laughs> you know, my buddy's got five, six-year-old Boos in his cellar. That oh, he was, sweet. Yeah. So I've got to have had the cherry Razz Boo. That was freaking cool. That was awesome. That's man. awesome, man. Yeah. No, they're killer. We love them, man.
2: No, we, we're too, we're friends with everyone. Like everyone in town was so awesome, helping us out. Like. We're new, we're like way newer than mm-hmm. most other breweries here in town, so yeah. And people give advice left and right like crazy. Like, Ex Nova washed our kegs for six months Damn. before we got our keg washer here, they're amazing, dude. We love those guys, yeah. Ex Nova's yeah. awesome, yeah. yeah. Migration's giving us help, Brakeside's giving us help and advice like eight billion times, man. So, yeah, everyone in the town's awesome.
0: <laughs> That's cool, man. That sounds like it's such a cool community to be a part of,
2: yeah. And we'll see all the other breweries. So, tomorrow night, bef- every year before the Oregon Brewers Festival on the waterfront. They have an OBG, the Oregon Brewers Guild, dinner down there too. So all the local, all the Oregon brewers and you know, people work there come down and they have us just drink beer and eat good food and stuff.
0: Nice. Yeah,
2: it's, it's fun. Just, some shit. That's
1: tomorrow night. You guys are part of something special then, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, totally cool. Well,
0: thank you for your time, man. Yeah. It's no been worries. a lot of thank fun just like chatting yeah. with you. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming, Thanks
1: for man.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming. We hope to see you guys yeah. soon. Yeah, feel free to email if you guys have any questions out there, too, or just hit up on social media. I'm the guy who answers it all, so I'll get back to you. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. thank you, man.
2: Although I'm away next week, I'm taking my kids to Disney, so try oh. not to bother me next okay. week. So you'll see a slack on our <laughs> presence next week, probably.
1: <laughs> all right, man, thanks for Cool, me. yeah, thanks, Marcus. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Hey, guys, that concludes Episode 5. We want to give a big shout-out to Paul from Great Notion for giving us that interview.
0: Such a great guy. Such an awesome time. We really appreciated everything that he said and our time spent on the new um, facility.
1: Yep, just once again, you know, thanks. It means a lot to us. All right, we're out.